Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, 106.7 The Fan. Toby Altizer with you for another hour here. 800-636-1067. If you want to hop in a little bit later, we're going to get into the keys to a game in Philly, how to get a win. But right now, we're going to get out to the BetQL guest hotline, bring in Tyler Dunn from Go Long TD. Tyler, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Toby. How are you doing, man? Doing great. So I need you to settle this for me because I sound like an old man last segment when I was wrapping up. What's your Sunday setup like? You a big red zone guy? Because I was telling Mike that I'm not. I'm a I'm a dialed in on the Commanders game, and then maybe I'll check out other games later. But I'm not a red zone guy. Oh man, that is such a great way to to start this because I want to be a red zone guy. I'm with you. I, I yes. want to be able to yes. know everything with every game at every moment. And to answer your question, right now, if I'm not at a game covering it in the press box, which I still try to get to as many games as I can, even though it's primarily, you know, long form feature stories. So I'm more apt to uh, sit down with guys during the week. But, you know, if I'm not in the, if I'm not in a press box, I'll, I'll usually have red zone up on the laptop and a game up on the big screen. So I'm kind of doing both, but I'm, I'm with you. It's I almost feel like I'm, you know, I've never done drugs, but, I think the sensation is about the same if you're following everything on Red Zone. Well, it's crazy because I think you're the only person that I've ever found that somewhat agrees with my take. So at least I'm not alone in this. Well, it's, it is good to kind of have a feel for everything, but I, I still need like the the full flow of a game, like the exactly. ups, the downs. Like you really do understand a team, two teams with with everything, taking it in its totality, not just you know a handful of highlights. I, I think it's almost it kind of gives everybody a warped feeling on all these teams. And then to, to people's credit with NFL plus and the ability to go back and rot, watch the full games. I do think that fans do get that full grasp of how a team looked, you know, by Wednesday or Thursday, but in the moment, it's like everybody's just overreacting to everything. And it's, it's just, it's, it's crazy. I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you 100%. So let's talk about a team that was on red zone a lot. Last week, and that was the Miami Dolphins because they put up 70 points in a game that just doesn't seem like it should be possible, and they probably could have broken the record if Mike McDaniel wasn't so classy. Are Is what the Dolphins doing right now, is it sustainable? Obviously not putting up 70 points, but is this something where they can do this all season long and be one of the legitimate threats in the AFC? Oh, yeah. I, I, th- this is this is built to last. It, it wasn't just out of thin air, 70 points against this 
ragtag, ragtag Denver bunch, right? They, they ran all over Bill Belichick. They, they put up a lot of points on Brandon Staley, who, by the way, was the coach everybody thought solved this offense last year. So I fully expect them to come in here to, to Buffalo on Sunday and move the ball, not to the tune of 70 points, but they're facing a really good defense, and I, I don't know what Buffalo can do because it's not just Tyreek Hill running 40, 50 yards downfield. It's, it's, it's a run game. It's tossing the ball to Raheem Mostert, uh, Devon Achan, and crack back blocking off of that. And then, oh, you're going to kind of overplay that hand? Fine, then we'll just run a counter. I mean, they can run the ball at will, and yet you, you still have to bracket Tyree Kill, bracket Jalen Waddell. If you don't, they're going to kill you. But now they can run the ball. And, and everything happens so fast, right? Like, I, I get it. You want to take away Tua's first read, force him to move on the run, and may, maybe he's not the same quarterback then, but he hasn't had to do that at all. I, I think his average time getting the ball out of his hand is what like two seconds yeah and the fastest sack this year for anybody is is more than that like two plus it's it's crazy I mean so he's not getting sacked he's not getting touched everything happens under three seconds with whatever they're doing all the motions all the misdirection is timed up like an Olympic four by one team passing the baton it's everybody's at full speed I I don't know how you stop this thing I, I mean Buffalo this is a good defense they'll have some success but I wouldn't be surprised if Miami wins this game and if Miami's rolling here for a while. Talking with Tyler Dunn from GoLongTD.com. So talking about that game, it's obviously the game of the week this week. How important is a win for the Dolphins? Is it something where if they go into Buffalo and win, now they can be considered among the AFC favorites and they look legit? Or is it something where they've already earned that respect? I, I think that this is a game that, you have to win to get into that conversation with, with Kansas City, with Cincinnati, you know, w- with Buffalo. I mean, Buffalo hasn't really broken through itself, but Buffalo has had Miami's number. Like it's, I forget what it's been, nine of the last ten, something like that. They've, they, they, they know how to beat the Dolphins. I mean, these fans are going to be juiced up for this game, no doubt about it. So it, it is one of those hurdles, I think, that the Dolphins, have to get over if they do want to be considered in, in that same class just because they they haven't been able to do it. Uh, like I said, though, I think this is a different animal than what Buffalo faced last year. Uh, and it was it was strange last year, right? I think they played Miami when Miami won the one game. It was you know, over 100 degrees, and Buffalo's dropping like flies, so they don't really feel like they gave Miami their best shot in that game. And then they get them at home. It's snowing. It's cold. A lot of weird weather. Miami actually played them pretty tough, but Buffalo kind of willed itself to a win at, in the fourth quarter. So I, you know, the, the weather isn't going to be a factor in this game. Both teams are at relative full strength. I think we learn a lot about both teams. Because from Buffalo's standpoint, there's a lot of pressure on Sean McDermott. Look, they, they, they beat up on the bad teams. They beat up on the bad quarterbacks. But they face Patrick Mahomes. They face Joe Burrow. They get into the playoffs, and they're embarrassed. They melt down. They're a different defense. And then they just extended Sean McDermott through 2027. Hey, this is a game you've got to win, right? Like, you have six and a half months to prepare for an offense like this yourself. Let's see what you've got on your side of things. So let's stay in the AFC here because the Bengals and Joe Burrow are kind of concerning to me because they get off to that slow start. Joe Burrow is obviously not at 100%. And in a loaded AFC, it's not like you can get off to a – 
one and four starts or you know a two and five start and expect to try to come back. Maybe you could in the NFC, but in the AFC, that's not going to be the case. Are you concerned about the Bengals and especially Joe Burrow at all? Yeah, just having covered Aaron Rodgers at the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel the season that he had a cast, what was that, 2014? I mean, I think he even won the MVP that year. But it it lingers, and they were really smart with him. And Dr. Pat McKenzie, I believe, you know, their training staff, they they, they absolutely knew not to push it and gave him days off and knew knew how to manage things. Um, Maybe I'm getting my seasons mixed up, but to have that happen so soon in a season when – you know, you've got the Steelers, the Ravens, the Browns, all three teams in your own division are thinking about winning that division, are, are thinking about getting to the playoffs and winning a game or two. And, and they, they spotted them two games. Um, man, you got to give Joe Burrow credit for going out there against the L.A. Rams. Clear pain. Wasn't himself. I, I think that he did lift up everybody around him just by being out there and playing mm-hmm. and gutting through it. But, but you can't lose any ground in this division. I, it does feel different than last year where – Last year, it was kind of a matter of, okay, teams are sitting back with these two safeties. They're forcing you to be patient, um, forcing you to kind of nickel and dime your way down the field, hand the ball off to Joe Mixon, hand the ball off to Samaji Pirine, and he did. And they started winning games, but, but he was healthy. Like, you can withstand Jamar Chase going down for a bit. If they lost Joe Burrow for two, three games, that might nuke your season. So they, they got to be careful with this cast. And then flipping over to the NFC, talking with Tyler Dunn from Go Long TD, it's interesting with the Lions because going into this season, I wasn't one that believed, but I thought that there were you know two teams that were the clear contenders in the Eagles and the 49ers in the NFC. And with what we've seen so far with the Lions beating Kansas City on opening night, now sitting at 3-1 and one atop the NFC North, can they start entering that discussion? Are they a team that maybe could come out of the NFC and represent them in the Super Bowl? Hell, you know, I spent a lot of time around the Lions this offseason, and I came out of that visit thinking they're going to win the NFC, and they could win the Super Bowl. Wow. This is three years' worth of Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell just finding the, the exact kind of player, character, temperament that they want, right? It's not corny and cliche. I mean, this is a game played by human beings. We, we just had Josh Lucas on our podcast. He was uh, Ryan Pace's right-hand man for seven years with the Bears. He, he made this point. He's like, the hardest thing to do as a scout is figuring out who, who's going to blast through adversity when it happens. It's inevitable. Like when you have an injury or you, you, you drop a pass in a big moment, something goes wrong. Do you fold? Do you become better for it? I mean, figuring out the player who can blast through that moment is so hard for every front office. And I think the Lions, better than any team in the NFL, have found that player that is going to blast through that moment and just go right down the roster, right down to a guy like Khalif Raymond that we saw on Thursday night with a big play. You know, here's somebody, you know, soaking wet in high school. He's 120 pounds, right? There's nothing to him. Nobody wanted him. He's literally writing seven, 800 emails to D1, D2, D3 schools, just hoping that somebody gives him a chance, Um, gets to Holy Cross, gets to the NFL, Muff, muffin pun after pun. He's in a really bad mental place. He, he gets his, gets himself through that moment. What, what this guy has been through is unbelievable. There, there's a lot of Cleef Raymonds on that roster. That yeah, I get it. Everybody wants to see the star power at quarterback. You know, they maybe a team that swings a big trade for a Tyree kill. That's what gets people jacked up in the offseason. The hype around the Lions was real because one through fifty three, 
they're just tough minded. I don't I don't think there's a more tough minded team in in the, the league. One more real quick here. Just curious, I don't know how much you've paid attention to what Washington's done this season, but just curious as you cover the team more nationally, what have you been your thoughts through three games on Washington so far this season and Sam Howell? I, you know, maybe I'm crazy. I, I kind of love the fact that they went with Sam Howell into the season because, look, there's no need to just rush and panic and do something out of um, just – at quarterback, just because that's what the fans want. I, I'm sure everybody would have loved a trade for Lamar Jackson. I thought it made the most sense, too. W- what a way for Dan Snyder to kind of give the league a middle <laughs> finger on his way out. Yeah. <laughs> Give him all that guaranteed money. But if, if Sam, Sam Howell does well, he, he runs the ball between the tackles. He's tough. He's, he can throw a pretty deep ball. So even if he's got a 15 to 20% chance of being Jalen Hurts, hell, t- take it for a year. He's so cheap. It allows you to spend money on other players, see what you have this season, and address quarterback in 2024 and beyond with whoever is head coach, whoever is GM. Um, I get it. It was ugly against the Bills. I, I thought they'd give them a better game. Yeah. But I, I, don't, I wouldn't just be all out on Sam Howell yet. I, I really want to see this play out. Tyler, I appreciate the time, man. Great stuff as always. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. There you heard from Tyler Dunn from GoLongTD.com. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about keys to the game in Philly. Next, here on 106.7 The Fan. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone. Whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. <laughs> Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.